Well, hello, all you lovely people out there. It's your boy, Race. Race Knutson, that is. And you're listening to Race Issues, a brand new podcast from SUU News. You, you may have heard or listened to the podcast Amanda and a Man, and I can neither confirm nor deny my involvement in that podcast because uh, the man or a man was to be re- uh, remain anonymous. But this is a new podcast coming out, and it will be a recurring podcast. And, you know, I chose the name Race Issues for this podcast, one, because it's my own name, and am I a little bit narcissistic, perhaps, but that's not important right now. Uh, It's because, first of all, if you read my name, if it's written out, my name is spelled R-E-Y-C-E, okay? Now, and it's pronounced race, as in a race car, or I am running in a race and some people might think, well, that's interesting. Why is this, Why is there like all these E's and Y's when it's like race is just R-A-C-E? Well, my thoughts exactly for the last 23 and a half years of my life, okay, I have dealt with so much crap with just, you know, any substitute teacher coming in and trying to pronounce my name. First day of school, it's always a nightmare. First time uh, meeting someone. Um, if, if they're reading my name, if it's like written out and they're trying to announce it over something, M- my name is really difficult to spell race with an E and a Y. A lot of people think it's Reese. I've gotten Royce, I've gotten rice, uh, just about anything you can imagine. And my last names, I don't think it's that challenging, but a lot of people are confused because of the consonants right next to each other. It's the K and the N because there's, it's pronounced Knutson, right? It's Scandinavian, or I got some Norwegian in me. But a lot of people think the K is silent, so they'll go with Knutson, you know, or Knutson or something like that because you've got people out there in the world with the last name Knowles, a K in the a K N, K N as in Knowles, and that K is silent, so they think, oh and as it conveniently happens, all growing up uh, in my class I was in um, on the roll for uh, pretty much my entire life. I was right behind uh, one of my and he was one of my friends. We ran across country together. His name was Jackson Knowles, and I'm Race Knutson. We both have K N to start our last name, and it just was confusing for everybody. So all these issues just seems to be appropriate to name the podcast Race Issues because I, I don't want to say this podcast will be like me complaining because that's just, I mean, nobody wants to hear that. But um, I'll be talking a little bit about my interpretation or my perspective, my views of, uh, of kind of what's happened in the world, um, what's happened in my own life, some pop culture references, um, trending things, uh, and that like. And so that's kind of the direction I'm headed for right now. It may be subject to change, who knows. But uh, I, I, I hope I can you know, create enough of, a, of an interesting uh, banter with myself and, and with the guests that I'll bring on during the duration of this podcast uh, to keep you, the listening audience, uh, entertained and uh, edified. Uh, ultimately, I, I hope to, uh, to, ed- to, to perhaps educate and inspire um, if that's my place. If it's not, well, then I guess you don't have to listen. But I would love you to. Um, so to kind of start out, you know, 
again, I hope that it, it's kind of a complaint. I don't want it to be interpreted as a com- complaint, but it kind of is. It's been the last two days, right, uh, since Monday, the Monday, February 3rd, I believe it was, uh, we just got dumped on with snow and the temperature dropped rapidly. And I just, I remember going out, I'm, I'm on Sunday, the day before, I'm going outside um, to get some stuff from my shed and bring it down uh, into my uh, basement home. And, you know, I'm, me and my wife were getting ready for a Super Bowl party. Um, go Patriots. I know they didn't play, but that's my team and you'll hear more. I'm sh- absolutely sure you'll hear plenty of, of uh, you know, Patriots talk in this podcast. Anyway, 49ers versus the Chiefs. We like, you know, I like watching football in general. I just like watching football, especially the NFL. So we're hosting a Super Bowl party and we're having our friends come over and we're getting ready. And I go outside to get something from my shed. And I just remember thinking, wow, like I just had my t-shirt on and um, just some like athletic pants. And I was just like, wow, this is beautiful weather. I mean, the sun was shining. It was probably like high 50s. But I mean, it was, there was enough like a sunshine warmth that I'm like, this is I, like, I could just sit outside right now and, and enjoy my day. It's about noon when this happens. And so then, you know, we're, we're getting stuff ready in, inside our house and, and, you know, a lot of time spent in that. And all of a sudden, you know, as uh, one of my friends came over a little bit early and, and uh, she had been out for a walk or the, the wife of my friend, Jacob, uh, her name is um, Maddie and my wife's name is also Maddie, which is kind of funny, but we'll tell that story. Uh, when I have Jacob on uh, next time around. Anyway, we she came over because Jacob was already over. She came over and she had been out for a walk and it was just like it was windy. I mean, it the wind was blowing and just it, you know her hair was all frazzled up and it was kind of a mess. And it was like, oh, that uh, I don't I don't like that, you know. And we look at the forecast and we were expecting it, you know, to change. But I'm just like, oh, I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. The, the impending doom, you know, it starts with with the wind. You have a really nice sunny day and all of a sudden it gets a little windy. And so, you know, we're, we're inside watching the Super Bowl, eating good food. We got little Smokies. We ordered little Caesars, um, had jalapeno poppers and, you know, all kinds of dip um, for chips. And it was, it was a great party. Really enjoyed it. And uh, as, as everybody starts to file out to, to head home, um, Jacob and his wife, Maddie, were, were kind of remained behind to help us clean up a little bit. And it's, I would say, probably about 8.30-ish at this point, and power goes out. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! Like, that that never a great sign. Never a great sign before a storm. Like, power goes out. So we go out and like, yeah, it's windy. It hasn't snowed yet, right? It's like, and and the it's windy, but the temperature's not that bad. Cause like, I went out and I was like a little chilly because I was just again in my t-shirt because I just ran out to see like if you know something wasn't up with the power lines. We go out and my neighbor above me is like, oh, yeah, we were pulling into our driveway. And we saw something like the wind blow something up into the transformer and it, you know, arced up with electricity. And, and so the power went out and it was just one side of the street. Um, but I did get later reports that there was others who, you know, their power flickered on and off and, and we're, we're kind of having some issues there. So power goes out and I'm like, oh, great. And my wife's got to make some, you know, she's making some uh, pie crust for chicken pot pie. She's got some other things to do. We're still cleaning up. So we got to get out the headlamps, and light candles and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we get you know, finally finish up getting stuff done and we're ready to go to bed. And then the power comes back on, um, conveniently when we're finished with the, everything else we had to do. So again, not a good start. We go to bed and my wife, you know, bless her heart. She was, she's graduated from college. She graduated in 2019, uh, with her degree in outdoor recreation. 
And so she's just been working jobs um, while I am finishing school. And she has to work at Brian. Uh, she works at Brian Head. So she has to be up early and, and head up to the mountain. And Brian Head is going to be obviously way colder than it is in Cedar City. And we wake up and there's like already eight inches of snow, you know, outside our house. And I'm just like, oh, oh no. I was just so frustrated because I am not a winter person per se. Like, I mean, I've, I've recently gotten to snowboarding. It's my second season snowboarding. I haven't tried skiing, but uh, my wife is from Salt Lake. And so her family always, you know, went skiing and snowboarding growing up at the resorts nearby there. And so she was like adamant that I try snowboarding. So I did it. And to my surprise and somewhat to my chagrin, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I do like snowboarding a lot and I've got a, I got a GoPro for Christmas and a brand new GoPro. So I've been taking that out on the slopes and it's really fun. But uh, this, other than that, like that is intentional planned. Okay. I'm going, I'm prepared and in a mental state where I'm ready to be out in cold and snowy conditions, you know, and, and a lot of times when I go, when I go up to Brian head, it's like sunny. Um, and it's pretty good. The, the, I've only gone one time so far where like, it's kind of like during a little bit of a, a, a snowstorm, And like, I had a, uh, icicle beard, like my entire, be- I have a really long beard. I haven't trimmed my beard in over, well, just over 14 months. So it's pretty long. It's down to it's below, I'd say about midway t- to my sternum. If you know human anatomy, that's where it kind of sits on my face. If I'm just looking forward, so it's pretty long, and that whole thing was just like frozen, just white icicles coming off of it, and it was, um, I thought it was pretty cool looking, and fortunately, like, my beard does keep me warm. I don't really wear a face mask for that reason, because my beard keeps me warm, and that's the only really time I've gone where it's, like, been that cold. Normally, it's, like, sunny and nice, and I'll you know, get pretty, you know, I'll heat up a lot while I'm out on the slopes, you know, so I could probably even take off a couple layers and just wear my shell, so... You know, that, that's about it. Other than that, winter for me is, I, I hate winter. I hate it. I hate snow. I hate cold. Like, it can snow in the mountains, and I can go up there. And it can snow, like, Christmas week. Like, it can snow, like, a couple of days before Christmas, maybe Christmas Eve, the week at following Christmas, so people can go out and sled and have fun, and it's a holiday thing. But it should just be that holiday thing. It shouldn't. And here in Cedar City, we get bad weather lasting all the way to, to finals week sometimes. It's like, I mean, there's been years where it has been straight up like a blizzard during the last week of classes in, in April or, or nearing on to May. Uh, and just last year I worked, um, I was an, an IIC intern. I was with the Forest Service uh, running a youth crew. And like the, the, the roads through Cedar Breaks, didn't even open until almost June because there was so much snowpack. And when we finally were able to, to kind of use that highway to cross over and, and get around up, you know, in the Dixie National Forest where we were working, it was like driving through a snow tunnel almost. like there was like 8 to 10 feet tall, just walls of snow on either side of the road. So this isn't like the greatest place for those who don't like winter. I'll be straight up honest. Like I'm glad we're really close to St. George because – we can just mosey on down there and get a little bit of better sunshine and warmth. But I mean, I am just, I'm a, I'm a desert person. I'm from Moab. Um, I was born and raised in Moab and I'm a desert rat. 
you know, in, in my heart. And it's not that Moab doesn't get cold and doesn't get snow. I mean, it gets as cold as anywhere in Utah. Um, you know, I was just talking to my parents uh, over the weekend. It was my mom's birthday, so I gave her a call. And she was telling me how, like, it's been really, you know, has been higher than freezing, 32 degrees for, you know, the last little uh, few days. And they've been getting a lot of snow. And there's this weird thing that happens in Moab. There's an inversion that happens because they're, the, the, the town is in the valley and you get kind of like a weird inversion, kind of like in Salt Lake, where it just, when it, the temperature drops and, you know, the weather changes, it traps that cold weather in there and, and doesn't let it kind of, you know, nothing can really get through to, to heat it up. Um, so, yeah, Moab, it does get cold, it does get snow, but it doesn't really stay around very long compared to Cedar City. Like, generally, like, we can expect to get start getting up into the, you know, 60s by, Feb, you know, February, uh, March, you know, we, we've had plenty of weeks where it's 70 degree weather, almost to the 80s. I've had some years there's been almost 80s in March and it can be windy and, and have some cold days. Obviously it's spring and get some rain, but you know, we, we have really good springs that start to warm up. And by the time summer comes around, you know, we're into the hundred degree weather, which that is uh, ideal for me. <laughs> I, I like warm, hot weather. So, yeah, Cedar City is kind of frustrating. So that's that, that's frustrating. It's been cold. It's been kind of uh, a, a lot of people didn't go to classes on Monday. I'll be honest. Like I, you know, I had to kind of had to pick and choose because I had to get up early to distribute magazines for the journal um, at seven. But then I like you know, driving through my car through the snow and hearing about people getting in wrecks and stuff like that. And it, it continued to snow all morning long. So the time I had like class at 10, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna maybe sleep in an extra hour. <laughs> uh, and I just didn't go to my morning classes. Um, and you know, president Wyatt actually emailed the student body later that afternoon and, you know, t- told everybody, you know, I apologize. When we checked the forecast, it was only calling for about, you know, six inches of snow, which, you know, is in Cedar City. Granted, how much snow we get, that's not enough to really call off classes. But by the time um, they had kind of, like, revisited the idea, it had already snowed, like, twice, uh, that that amount and more. So he was kind of like, yeah, I probably should have canceled classes and a lot of people couldn't get out of their driveways or it was slick and you know there's it was risky and people didn't show up so you know apologize for that but it's i don't think it's very often that we'll get snow days here in cedar city i'm just a, a forewarning i don't think we'll get very many snow days um simply because it's kind of expected where we are and the history of you know this region in terms of snowfall we're, you know we're if we get a foot of snow or something like that, we'll probably still have classes unless it's like just, you know, it, it, it kind of is contingent upon how well the roads are plowed, how well uh, SU facilities um, gets, you know, the parking lots plowed and, and walkways salted and things like that. But um, yeah, probably a rare day where we'll actually have canceled classes. Um, and it, that can be frustrating. And then, you know, at this point in, the semester, I mean, it's only been just over a month since uh, school started, or I guess technically not even a month yet, because classes start on January seventh. So we're, we, you know, we're 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 well into the classes, and I don't think I'm. It, I I contributed mostly because 
um, or to my uh, kind of like senioritis because I'm a senior. I don't graduate this semester um, or summer because I take the summer to work, but I have um, uh, a 12 credit schedule lined up for fall semester and then I'll graduate at the end of fall semester 2020. So at the end of this actual year, at the end of 2020, I will be uh, graduating um, just, you know, with my four-year degree, the bachelor's in communication. And I've already, aside from like two classes that I have this semester, I will have completed all of the requirements for my major or uh, for my degree. Um, But I just need 120 credits total to graduate. And so it's kind of like that thought, that realization and and that understanding is kind of like kind of built up because I'm like, man, it seems I don't know why I need to keep coming. You know, when I have what I need to get my degree, I don't know why I need to continue to pay for a semester's worth of tuition for classes just for the sake of having classes, you know, that this 120 college credit especially because you know i've done all my gen eds and you know there's an argument could be made oh well it's you know it's good to have 120 credits because it shows oh you've you're well-rounded and you've taken all these other uh classes in addition and uh things like that And it's like i have a minor in hospitality which i've completed uh hospitality and hotel uh resort management so i've kind of you know do a little bit different industry um that's in the, the school of business or college of business and but but like my fall semester classes are going to be like canyoneering and uh, climbing and a pickleball lab and uh like the fundamentals of individual and team sports or you know something like that like all these like pe and outdoor recreation classes that i'm just taking for fun just to you know get the, the credit i need it's like well why can't i just graduate you know <laughs> why can't i just graduate with what I, with the requirements that I have and, and call it good. You know, it saves me money and I don't, you know, I don't really, there's, there's a lot I could say about, um, higher education and the costs, but you know, like, I don't want this to be a race complains, the whole podcast kind of thing. Um, just kind of my perspective on, on things. So anyway, go kind of, drawing it back the it's kind of like a little bit of senioritis a little bit of um just that and and some apprehension because it's like oh we don't know like my wife and i we don't know where we want to go you know maddie's from salt lake and so she wants i mean she kind of is leaning towards moving back towards to salt lake i'm from moab um and i i like moab it has changed a lot uh quite quite a bit just from my childhood to now um, in terms of, you know, kind of the economy and, and, uh, the industries that are there. It's, it's just, it's all, almost all tourism. Um, and m- my family was not, you know, we, we dabbled in it for a while, but my family is, uh, we have our own, have owned our own business. Um, my dad's dad. So my grandpa started his own business in, uh, oil field construction and heavy equipment operation during, the uranium boom which happened in moab uh in the 50s and 60s so he was there for that and has kind of you know been like a a, a automotive and diesel mechanic um for his own equipment and has you know 
and that's evolved where my dad, he, you know, he's primarily, um, he's driven, you know, heavy rigs, uh, to oil fields and, and, and things like that. And, uh, drilling operations. He also hauls potable water in a water truck and he's a crane operator. So that's kind of like our background, you know, industry for our family. And then, or, or on my dad's side, um, his dad's dad's side. So my grandpa, my grandma, um, so my dad's mother, she is descended from a ranch, you know, ranchers. Um, and you know, my great grandpa, um, so my grandma's dad was the state brand inspector and he was a rancher. And so a little bit of diverse background, but, uh, I'm sixth generation Moabite on both my mom's and my dad's sides. So it, we, my dad's side, we were, it was like the seventh family to settle in the Moab Valley. And on my mom's side, it was like the ninth or the 10th. So we've been in Moab since like the 1870s. It's a long time. So there's roots there and which is kind of why my leaning wants to go back. But, um, on the other hand, and there's, there's other reasons too, because my wife, her degree is in outdoor recreation, like I mentioned earlier. And so Moab would be a, a great place for her. You know, it, it is a, a hub of, of outdoor recreation. You know, Moab's huge into, it's got Arches National Park, Canyonlands National Park, Dead Horse Point. Uh, you got the Colorado River, um, LaSalle Mountains, and you're, you're right close to the Four Corners and, and all kinds of other opportunities for recreation. It's really popular uh, tourism spot for that reason. So there's that. Um, and, but my degree is in communication uh, with an emphasis in media studies. And my, my primary interest with that degree has been journalism. Um, that, you know, that could be broadcast, that could be, you know, written, because I, I write for the University Journal right now. I'm the outdoor, I'm the, I'm the outdoor section editor. So um, I also love the outdoors. And I'm a trip leader, a volunteer trip leader for SU Outdoors. So it's like, I also love outdoor recreation. So, I mean, we, we, we might go back to Moab. Um, I, I like been outside. I like working with my hands and I don't even know if, if we went back to Moab, I don't know if I would really use my degree necessarily. Um, just cause t- you know, tourism and hospitality is the name of the game there. If we move back to Salt Lake, there's a little bit more opportunity. You know, we got KSL, uh, Bonville International is is a, a broadcasting company. Um, there's all kinds of places where I could you know get a job with my communication degree, and you know she could still get a job in outdoor recreation because there's lots of you know uh, resorts and and there's some uh, you know national forests and things like that or 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 something else you know there's there's other things um, that utilize outdoor recreation um, that background that understanding. Uh, not just like you have to be like a park ranger. So who knows where we're going? So that apprehension of like, okay, I've only got the rest of the year and then we got to figure out what, we, what we're going to do for a job and where we're going to move to. And, you know, I have a little bit of senioritis and a little bit of just, you know, I'm some of my classes are just a little bit, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know if it's because I'm not as motivated or if I'm just not really feeling it. I or it could be the senioritis, which is, not even a legitimate thing, <laughs> just kind of an excuse. But I've just kind of been like, eh, eh, you know, just meh. Um, and I think it's really, you know, that's that's probably a common feeling. I'm I'm sure those listening would 
have felt that at similar times just throughout college or dealing with classes, dealing with having to work and all these obligations and just a lot on their plate. And that's kind of what I've been dealing with lately. It's just got, I have a lot on my plate, a lot to figure out. Um, I started the semester off really bad because like after only a week of classes, I came down with a flu and I had a fever of 102 degrees for three days straight. And just, I was just sicker than sick. And I usually don't get sick. So it, that was really a, a poor start. And all those compounding factors kind of just, you know, just been feeling a little, you know, just slow, you know, kind of sluggish, um, little lethargic even. And I think it's important to, to try and figure out ways to kind of combat that, um, to kind of push back against that. And, you know, I went to a recent marriage symposium, um, which was put on by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And in that uh, marriage symposium, there was a, a really great um, uh, a talk about just kind of battling depression and anxiety, which is is becoming a, a more common problem. Where we're we're more aware of people experiencing this than we've ever been, and it it can be really debilitating for a lot of people. Uh, anxiety can be really debilitating. Depression can be really debilitating. Um, a lot of times it's seasonal, you know, the, the, the seasonal affective disorder um, when it gets kind of cold and dreary and overcast and the sun doesn't come out and it, you know, can kick in that little bit of seasonal depression. But it's really important, you know, because you, you don't want your life to just be put on hold because you're, you know, feeling down or feeling bad or, or you know, you got a lot of stress. And it's, you know, when that happens, when your life is put on hold, it just makes you even more stressed out because you're like, oh, I've got these responsibilities, I got things I got to take care of, I got obligations, and they're not being met, and it just come, you know, it, that stress increases. So, you know, I I want to kind of talk about you know ways we can really combat that, and and in this marriage symposium I went to, there was a really great, um, just kind of theory or this this method that yeah, it was a. Uh, I apologize, I can't remember his name off the top of my head uh, at the moment, but anyway, he's, uh, the, the speaker was, he is a, uh, I think a th therapist or um, a psychiatrist, psychology, that, that field, and, and deals a lot with, you know, he has patients that, that, you know, this is his realm of expertise. And he said, you know, I'm, he, he said, I'm depressed every day, you know, and I, I think it's, you know, he was kind of trying to help us realize that you know a lot of times we might be feeling depression we might be feeling anxiety and we just don't realize it or aren't acknowledging it and he said i feel depression every day you know and he looks like a, gen a fairly happy man most of the time he's like what i do is i wake up and you know i i tell myself okay i'm only going to allow myself to be depressed for five minutes and then i've got things to do and then i've got to get things done because that early morning time right like right when we wake up in the morning is some of the most um that, that's when we experience it a lot when you you know your alarm goes off and then it's like you've had you either you've been sleeping well or maybe haven't been sleeping well but you feel you're just gonna feel tired you wake up and your alarm's gone off and it's like okay well crap here's another day i've got all these things i gotta do your mind starts running through them and your tendency wants to be just roll over and you know get on social media and just start scrolling 
you know, kind of as a distraction from what's going on. And it's really not a very healthy way to start the day. You know, you kind of have to acknowledge it's okay to say like, yeah, I'm not feeling the greatest right now. Um, there's a lot on my plate, but I'm only going to let myself feel that way for five minutes. And then I'm going to get up, going to get breakfast, going to get dressed, uh, going to tackle the day, going to get some things ready. Um, and only let yourself have that very, very, very short window to, you know, experience those feelings and then, you know, put your head down and, and, uh, do your best to accomplish the day's tasks. Um, because if we, if we just let ourselves remain in that mindset, if we remain, um, just, uh, you know, occupied with this, you know, uh, dreariness, like, uh, I don't want to have to do this. I don't have to do that then we're just going to stay there and, and waste a lot of time. And again, that stress and that anxiety is going to build up, you know, and obviously that's easier said than done. You know, it's takes, you know, some, some getting used to take some real concentrated effort to do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the one to say, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'm not against, I'm like, if you've got depression, if you've got anxiety and, and you know, you've, spoken to your doctors and feel you know and it's it's medication is a great thing you know you know it's an appropriate it's an appropriate thing for this as well when it and it becomes very uh, debilitating so if if you are in need of of you know medication for that definitely th- that helps i'm not saying like oh that this solution this you know just getting in the right mindset is is the the, the solution the, the only way to do it no no i absolutely if you should be on medication be on medication but this is you know one thing uh, to kind of just help you combat those blues that can come on and as well I think getting outside is a huge thing I'm a a big proponent of um, intentional time spent outdoors it's something that like I mean there's there's numerous studies and I've even written uh, in the the uh, a couple of editions ago in the magazine um, the, the mental health edition that we came out with in November, that edition, I wrote a, a story about mental health in the outdoors and, and how it helps with, you know, coping with, uh, depression and anxiety and, and, you know, uh, other ADHD, ADD, all kinds of things, um, the outdoors helps with. Um, and it's so true where, you know, there's a day that really cold day I told you about at the beginning of the, of the podcast where, you know, I went up to Brian Head. That was a day where I was, again, that day I was kind of waking up feeling like, uh, yeah, there's stuff I got to do and don't want to have to do it. But um, I went to my classes in the morning and then I had, you know, I had some time freed up. I freed up some time, I should say. I intentionally freed up some time to go up to Brian Head and go uh, snowboarding that day. And it f- just felt really good. Like, it, I was amazed at how like much happier I felt, like being outside being in the outdoors, I wasn't there intentionally. Uh, it was something that I wanted to do. It wasn't just like, oh, I have to walk between the science building and the student center for classes, so that's my outside time. No, I was actually like doing an outdoor activity that I enjoyed, and despite it being really cold and all the conditions that I hate about winter, I was very, very happy, um, and that really helped. Uh, and frequently we should frequently be uh, spending time outdoors exercising outside as much as possible i know the weather hasn't really accommodated that um that need very well 
but uh, whatever we can do to find ways to, to spend time outside, um, get what sunshine there is, super important. Um, and as you can tell, I'm tired right now just recording this podcast. Um, exercise is great. Uh, a good eating. Um, it's really easy to be sedentary during this time of year, which just basically means you are kind of, uh, you're not very active. You're not, uh, moving about as much, you know, because again, it's cold. You don't really want to do things outside. Um, not everybody can afford or, or has a gym membership. Um, but find ways to, to exercise, um, make sure you're not, you know, your diet's good. Uh, so your body feels better. Um, you, you got to take care of your body, especially, um, it's really important, um, for your, your mental health as well. When your body feels good, um, your, your mind feels good. And when your mind is, is in the right place, it's easier to help your body feel good or, or to take steps to make your body, uh, feel good. So uh, that's just kind of something I wanted to touch on, just giving some encouragement out there to everybody, you know, um, a lot of pressure can build up and there's, you know, ways to, to, for a healthy release of that pressure, um, that will, you know, get us kind of back on track. And so I, I hope everybody, you know, can, can find their way that, that, that helps them best to, to find that release, to, um, to find relief and to continue, you know, doing the things you got to do. Cause, uh, there's a lot of amazing people out there, a lot of, a lot of contributions that, um, without, you know, without those contributions, you know, the world's not as, as great of a place and, uh, you are those contributors. So I hope everyone's doing well. Um, that's kind of my little, uh, race issue for, so to speak, uh, for this week. So, uh, um, hopefully I will be able to bring on someone next week. I'm, I'm looking to see if I can bring on my friend Jacob and, uh, we'll, we'll talk about a, a few things. We might talk about our, um, you know, our history together, our friendship and, and some of the, you know, good experience we had, some lessons we learned and, and just the, um, some of the humorous or ironies of, uh, you know, our friendship as well. The fact that we both married, um, a girl named Maddie within uh, a couple weeks of each other. So, uh, so yeah, we'll be back next. I will be back next week, hopefully with a guest joining me. And, uh, this has been race issues. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 